Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. sister died my plant died oh i gotta go and get more water at the grocery store let me just put on my socks and all right out the door on the streets of new york hey pretty girl in jeans and white shirt hello how you doing um i'm, I'm actually having a, a pretty terrible day um, oh no i saw your day so bad what can i do make your day better hey hey buddy hey hey quit offending the lady has anyone ever told you how beautiful you are in that dress it matches your eyes your hair and your nose look beautiful that's what my dad said to me before he died oh i'll hey, make hey, you hey. i'll be your king hey 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 i am a lesbian how are you uh, okay <laughs> i guess i trust a woman um do you got a diva cup up in there uh, 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 i wants to drink it i'm gonna get her i'm gonna get her i'm gonna get her i just want her. you to hold me <laughs> run 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 i want to finger you <laughs> that's right today we're talking about cat calling on the brighter side and joining uh me cena amber and sam is the wonderful Sarah Benacasa, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yes, and you got a new show on the. And I'm so welcome back to Cave Comedy Radio. Yes, I'm so we're excited in the casa with Sarah Benacasa on Cave Comedy Radio. Fucking awesome! We're so happy you're back. I'm so happy to be back. Nice. Now, what are some of your favorite like things people have yelled at you on the street? Um, I have to say that. Um, Girl, I love your smile is a good one. Were I've you heard smiling? That a few times. Yeah, yeah, I was smiling. Yeah. <laughs> girl, I lo- or girl, I love that smile. Now, is that yeah. offensive? No, that doesn't. But telling me at all. someone to smile is offensive. Telling someone to smile is just annoying because it's like, dude, maybe uh, as occurred with Amber, uh, my dad and sister just died today. You know, yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's not that it's offensive in some kind of moral high ground kind of way. It's just annoying. It's like, yeah. dude, shut up. Do you think yeah. there is a fine line for the cat calling? When does it become? When is it just like? A one human talking to another human on a street, and when does it become a man objectifying a woman? I would say for for everybody has their own line. So the best I wrote an article um, about this for Playboy, and my point was this: basically, say hello and keep it moving, mm. because anybody on the street is going to have different experiences. Like when I went to Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, when I was fifteen. 
um, I got grabbed by a random dude, just grabbed my tits and started <gasps> feeling me up. And I, you know, I kicked at him and he went away. And if it were me now, I would have grabbed a security guard or something, but I was 15 and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And um, and that happened to me another time at, at Yankee Stadium, too. <laughs> when I was 17. I love Yankee Stadium. Why didn't you get rid of your season tickets? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, any kind of was physical... Was it the old guy who hits the frying pan? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was Phil Rizzuto, may God rest his soul, with Scooter. Um, but, I, you know... Any kind of physical contact is just out of the question. Well, yeah, but that's yeah, that's not catcalling. That's you know, right, that's abuse. Catcalling, cat but some people will will put a hand on your shoulder. Yeah. They'll say, "Hey, girl, how you doing?" They'll put their arm around you, try mm-hmm. and walk you down the street. Even if it's totally friendly, that is not okay. What's okay is saying hello and keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I have seen in my neighborhood in Southbrook, and I have seen a guy pace a woman as she's walking in the middle of the day. He's got his window down. He's like. Hey, beautiful. What can I do? What can I do? Can I get your number? You're so beautiful. And he's driving his car, and she is walking. (laughs) Now, she had uh, this particular situation. She had a smirk on her face. I I don't know if that smirk was an uncomfortable smirk or if it was this is kind of a flattering smirk. Mm, I bet it was like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. keep trying. Like, I guess was probably what the message was. But I, that must work sometimes for dudes to keep doing it. There's got to be the folklore in I the streets. one out of 200. One yeah. out of 200 times it works, and so they keep doing it. Jackie's old roommate, she went home with some dude who was just like fucking licking his lips at her on the subway, and she Ooh. went home with them, and then they started this whole fucking horrible relationship, and... He was like, ended up like beating her and all this shit. And it's like, and that's the reason these fucking horrible human beings, uh, but they're mentally deficient. You know, you have to remember like these people like who are doing this with the problem with the main problem with cat calling. I've been like looking at it all day. I've been talking about it, you know, with people trying to like, you know, get ready. And I think that the main problem with cat calling is you're not, you can't stop it. There's mm. no, uh, there's no way to stop it. It's free yeah. speech. It's all these other things. And it, unless it borders on, you know, like fear. You know, like, but just a little bit, I know it does cause fear, but like, like legitimate, like court proven fear, you know, it's, uh, there's no way to actually stop it. And well, the, and then people say ra- raising awareness is just talking about it. And that's what we're doing right now. But I feel like anyone who's listening to this aren't the people that we need to talk to. Right. Well, everyone who's yeah. listening to this is a fucking genius <laughs> and should subscribe on iTunes and elsewhere. I'd say a good way to stop it is uh, one day I was walking down the street and a guy said, come on, smile, smile. Why aren't you smiling? And I looked at him and I legit said, my dad just died. <laughs> and he started, he just looked at me like just shocked and then was like, I'm so sorry. And then like kept walking. And I wonder if like he reconsiders <laughs> everything ever since then. So that's a good tip, pro tip, everyone, for all the ladies out there. <laughs> You know, think of something really horrible and just keep it in your purse like you do your mace. But instead of pulling out the mace, pull out a, my dad just died. I yeah. will say this, though. There is a cultural component to it. And I think that's something that we wash over a lot. Like, I think we whitewash that. If you look at that catcalling video that I don't know who put out months and months ago, and yeah. it was a big deal. It was this white girl walking around and it was all gentlemen of, of other ethnic origins. Um, well, they said the white people did it, too, but they were edited out. That's such bullshit. 
bullshit. The editor said that the white white people did it too, but like, oh, the the audio wasn't good because they weren't as forward or some bullshit like that. I'm misquoting, but it was some yeah. argument like that. So they were edited out, which is so fucking stupid. Pretty sure it was a white editor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that editor <laughs> was from Portland and <laughs> loves knitting. It was him. Like, it, it, was was like, it was like, oh, oh, Aldo said it that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think there is, and if, if not to make it, like, let's not make it racial even in this case. Let's make it cultural. Like, let's talk about being in the South, walking down the street versus being in the North. Like, being in New Orleans, Louisiana, and people saying hello to you on the street versus being in New York City where everyone has their private bubble. I think that does play into it. Like, ge- geography, where you come from, how you were yeah. raised, that plays into it, too. People from New York don't want anyone to talk to them. Oh, no. You know, and then, you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not from New York, but once you live here for a while, you don't want anyone to talk to you. But if I go down to Tallahassee, I want to talk to everybody. I don't know. I... I, I I see that point, but I also have found so many experiences where I've had really fun conversations with people on the subway when something collectively happens on the subway yeah. and like when yeah. you're stopped. Like, there's been times that I've been on the subway, it stops, right? And it's a morning rush hour and it's like the uh, announcer comes on and they say something like, well, we really appreciate you choosing the MTA for your morning travel. <laughs> and there's always someone on the, on the train who's like, we ain't got a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that that's always sparks some sort of discussion and then they kind of co- combine you know, binds you together in this kind of a uh, collective mission that you're on. But yeah. that breaks through the New York City bubble. That is what I call a New York event. That is when mm. somebody does something so crazy on the street that y'all are just like looking at each other, actually communicating, and for a moment you're bonded and you have real human connection. But generally speaking, people in New York walk around in safety bubbles, and I can understand why. Actually, you don't. It's know. Dangerous place. It yeah. is. You we know also don't have is. much personal space in the city True. at all. You don't. I was on the subway uh, late at night, and a white man approached me with a dollar in his hand, and he said, uh, "Hey, you drop this." And I know I didn't because I was just looking for a dollar for some gum or something. And I was like, something seems wrong about this guy. And I was like, no, I didn't drop that. And he kept approaching with the dollar. He's like, no, you drop it. Take it. Take it. Take it from my hand. And he kept getting closer and closer. And I was like, I don't want your dollar. Please step away from me. And he like snapped. And he's like, I've been waiting my whole life for a woman like you. (laughs) And what you do is you turn your back on me like all women. All women turn their back on me and no one loves me. I'm going to make you love me. And then the train came and I ran on it and then took off. And I was like, fuck, that was a close call. I look at the papers like a couple weeks later. The guy was a serial rapist. (gasps) No. Yeah, he would hold a dollar out. And he's like, you dropped this. And then sort of like gain a trust with these women and then just take them to a corner and just fucking knock them out and rape them. And what, Amber, that's crazy. Yeah. Did what, you tell anyone that happened before? No, just happened? now. <laughs> oh my God. What Amber just said, though, what Amber just said, as horrifying as it is, is justification for the fact that, guys, you need to not... I'm talking like I'm on my old like show on Sirius XM where I was like, hey, sex advice, guys, girls are different. But like, it, to be totally stereotypical, guys you need to not take it personally if a woman doesn't acknowledge you on the street because real shit like that happens. Yeah. Like, that happens. That's not just us making up stories or being hysterical or whatever. It really happens. Absolutely. And I think the cultural aspect is really important here. It is more than just bringing it to the forefront and talking about it. It's people understanding that this does occur. Shit does happen like this. And it's on all of us to kind of go out there and 
actually, when we see something like this happening, we got to step in. As guys, we have to like say something. Yeah. You know? That brings up another story. One last story I'll say about this. No, we yeah. want Break, all of your stories. Keep them coming because your yeah. stories are good. <laughs> different crazy man. I was on the train sitting down and a man approaches. And you know how you can like feel an energy of someone like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is bad news. I can do it with my eyes closed sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, there's something horrible close to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you, you wake up and there's a mirror. <laughs> I was in the subway and this man approaches and he, he um, the way he put his hand, his hand was like, stay down, you know? And I felt very immediately like I couldn't speak, I couldn't move. And the train was filled with people. Yeah. And he was like, what's your name? And I was like, I made up a name. And they said, he kept asking me more and more invasive questions. And I was like really uncomfortable, but I couldn't run away. And it felt like I couldn't tell him no, just his demeanor was so authoritative. Is that a word? And he finally said, uh, where do you live? (sighs) And I was like, I'm not going to tell you that. He said, where do you live? I was like, I'm not going to Harlem, tell you that. Harlem, always Harlem. Always Harlem. And he reaches in his jacket. I thought he's going to pull out a gun. And everybody on the train, like, kind of freaked out and jumped up. And he pulls out this uh, stack of papers that he clipped together. And he handed me this manifesto. And uh, and he was like, take this. And I was like, I don't, I don't want it. And he's like, take it. Like, this seething anger. And then he left. And all the New Yorkers, nobody did anything, even though he was crazy. If he would have touched you, they would have done something. Something, yeah. I yeah. believe that if he had touched you, like, they should have stepped in. Yeah. But I think that if he had touched you, somebody would have, like, knocked him out. So I like something. to I like to think that. I always Hopefully. wait to the last second to step in, personally. Yeah. I'm like, ah, maybe it'll just work out, you know. Maybe. <laughs> I have a friend in L.A. who's talked about this openly, so it's not a secret. Um, her name is uh, Megan Keister. She's a really funny comedian. And she talked mm-hmm. about having, you know, an incident with a gentleman who got uh, handsy, to put it mildly, on the street in the middle of the day. In and, L.A.? In L.A. That's terrifying. And, and that uh, people did not intervene. And I said, I remember reading about, she had written something about it for like Vice or on Facebook or something like that. And I thought to myself, like in New York City, that would not have happened because people are in each other's business in New York. Mm-hmm. You, we, we pretend that we're not paying attention to one another. But we really do. And I mean, I've been in situations where I've had, I don't have many loud fights, but I've had a couple screaming fights in New York on the street with a guy. And I've noticed women in particular stopping and watching and waiting. And one time a girl came up to me and was like, do you need help? Is it okay? And I've, I've heard stories like that from a lot of, of women where they're, they're afraid in New York specifically, but not, I don't think that happens in like Chicago. I don't think that happens in LA where people are like, oh, just ignore it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and also don't be afraid to say no. That's a very powerful word to say, no. And a lot of women aren't really taught to say that. We're supposed to be open and agreeing and sweet and lovely. And that's just like the rock bed for attacks and rape and someone to abuse you just to constantly be like, yeah, okay, whatever, this person. Like, I could have easily told that man no on the subway, but something in my 25-year-old body was like, just be nice to everyone. Oh, that what about nice the thing situ- is big. What about the situation where, you know, you're supposed to stick up for someone, but you know for a fact you're going to get your ass kicked? Oh, what yeah. are you supposed to do in that situation? Um, in that case, I would do my best to, I would diffuse rather than try to kick ass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would try to diffuse, even if it ended up with me as the dude 
in my own head thinking, oh man, I look like a pussy because I'm just encouraging her to walk away. We're just walking away. I should fight this dude. Like that's always, always err on the side of safety for yourself and for your friend. Call the police. Call the cops. I have jumped in and I usually do jump in. uh, Even if I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. And it's happened before. (laughs) Like I, I definitely was in the middle of not a cat calling fight, but a cat fight <laughs> on the F train. And it was just like a lady and her boyfriend. Uh, and then there was this group of girls. The group of girls made fun of the girl. The girl did not appreciate it very much. The girl got angry. And a fight broke out. Meanwhile, I'm a little stoned trying to read uh, Dante's Inferno on my iPhone. <laughs> a fight is breaking out in front of me. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'm at the back of the train. No one's around me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, well, we're going to have to jump in here. And these girls were very big New York girls. They were very yeah, strong. Yeah, no, they're tough. And, you know, <laughs> the boyfriend and I were, like, in the middle of this trying to separate everyone. But it had, did not work at all. Yeah, and they're just hitting you in the face and, and you shit. just get hit a few times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you move on. But at least I was happy that I didn't just sit there. Right, you did something. Yeah, you got to jump in. Yeah. I had a situation once, and I've I talked about this before on a, a different podcast, where I had a, a gentleman get handsy with me, to put it in a very nice way, and I did not want anyone else to know because I was embarrassed. Mm. I didn't want his friends to know because they were my friends too. I didn't want like anything. I mean, this was many, many years ago. I like to think that now I would di- be different, but I didn't want anybody to know because there's also that when you're a girl there's this idea that no matter what happens to you you invited it somehow yeah and this isn't like some feminist i'm a feminist but it's not some feminist philosophical thing i read in a book like it's something i learned from it really happening to me my first thought was like oh what did i do to make him mad and my second thought was like oh his friends can't find out because then uh, he'll be so embarrassed and there's a lot of women who think that way you know this was a very small relatively small incident my life was not in danger yeah but extrapolating you can look at women who deal with that kind of shit all the time and you can understand why they stay in a marriage for example there's kids there you know that's he's the primary income in the household like yeah. i know that's not cat calling it's a little off topic but it kind of gives you a little bit of a window into like the kind of shit girls deal with and i'm like a pretty badass chick who you wouldn't think something like that would necessarily happen to but it happens to a lot of us and all that stuff all that like being a girl stuff goes into us being on the street and you saying hi and us looking the other way and casting attitude like that's what a lot of that is so what it brings up to me there is what what about uh the socialization that happens to women in this country um or in the world that makes them feel that embarrassment uh when something like that happens where does that come from i think you're um I don't know. I mean, Amber or Sam, maybe you can speak to this, but I think the idea that I was raised with, not explicitly, was that a a boy liking you is the most important thing in the whole wide world. That's obvious. And (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Did I say that or think that? And if you do anything, anything that might make boys think that you're a not nice girl or you're not the kind of girl they should be with or you're a aggressive girl not sexually but you're like a, a bitch a bitch or a cunt like mm-hmm. anything Hate that em. might turn off <laughs> anything that might turn off boys you got to get rid of that. Yeah, that's a fate worse than death. That's just the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. That is the absolute worst thing. Yeah, it took me a long time to get comfortable with saying no and being a little bit of a bitch and being very aggressive. And it's just something that's sort of hardwired into your brain as a child. Because I remember as a kid, I was very like, 
open and loud and running around and telling people what I thought. And then I remember getting Barbie dolls and purses and things that you had to take care of. Mm -hmm. And if you lose it, it's your fault, but you are responsible for this life and this thing and like to sort of prep you for marriage and children. And I could never... Uh, I could never take care of these things. I was always like burning my Barbie dolls, <laughs> and, like losing my purses. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just not. And I felt bad that I, I wasn't sp- meant to be this person. But you're sort of like. You um, took care of that cat during I, Katrina and you fed it little milk things from McDonald's. From McDonald's yeah. yeah. So you did that. I did that. I am a good person. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're just sort of uh, manipulated into being this like caregiver, this sort of mother that has to open her arms to everybody. And if something doesn't work out, then it's your fault and you're a bad woman. There's a book that came out many years ago. I think it was sometime in the 90s called Reviving Ophelia, which was Never by, read it. I, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was by a, a psychologist. And, and one thing that she, the point she made was that women, um, sometimes as a girl, you're taught to, it's not just about being a girl. Like It's not just about having a vagina and identifying as a girl and being like, I have ovaries and two boobs capable of lactating and I can bring forth life into this world and I am a girl. It's also acting the part. So you act as a girl and you learn what you're supposed to do. And for me, uh, it was always confusing because I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to want to fuck people? I'm supposed to want to like try and make them not fuck me? Uh, even if I want to fuck them back, all right. Like, that was a little confusing for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's confusing. Uh, you know, and there's also stuff like you're supposed to um, you're supposed to not speak up when you have an opinion sometimes. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be like, Ed, really? That's so great. Now, tell me more about why you feel that way. Rather than saying, Ed, I think you're a fucking idiot and you're wrong. Yeah. Which is abusive. I and I would never say that. that. But will you appreciate that because you appreciate strong women, and I think Cena does too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're not taught that. Like the society, society doesn't teach little girls yeah. that. They're not like, "Ooh, some dude's gonna think it's." It does sexy. now though. When you were a chi- when you were a child, maybe it didn't. And everyone in this room was. But now I feel like it's. Uh, I hope so. Different I think yeah. it's slowly changing. Just how Molly Nuffle teaches in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world's come to. No, no, but I, I think just if you look at just for as a, like a very weird case. Study, Right, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. How quickly the entire country turned on him. Very yeah. quickly. That's a good thing. We wouldn't even found out about that shit five years ago. Exactly. Years oh, ago. absolutely. That's a great thing. And even the we Rolling did. Stone article that was that was false. The fact that the backlash to a false accusation was also very strong makes me happy because we're taking this issue, this kind of like. Um, uh, abusive male to female issue very seriously in this country and I think that that's a nice change of tide that I think that's happening. I do think we're in a better place than we've ever been in the U.S. Absolutely. I mean, I feel heartened and excited by it. I think it's great that we can have these conversations. I'm hard as a rock. Hard as a rock. (laughs) (laughs) I am so fucking wet, you guys. I'm so hard, my ass is hard. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in high school, I tried to take uh, drumming and woodshop and I was told I couldn't do that because I was a girl. They're like, you're not, you can't do no, that. No, no, that's a safety thing. The boobs get into the way of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. buzzsaw. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I took a wood shop Cutting in high off. school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow, good for you. That's yeah. amazing, I wish. 
But uh, that's the infuriating thing about the catcalling thing is because you're not supposed to speak back or speak up or be an aggressive person. So someone can just yell at you and then you're not allowed to be like, fuck off, man. Because if you say that, then somebody will say, oh, well, you antagonized him. Yeah. There's this idea that men are these uncontrollable beings. Who, Some of them are. Right? Okay, yes. Yeah. Some <laughs> human beings are uncontrollable. But there's this idea that like a man with his dick is like a dragon. That and is you the- have to be nice to it or else it'll come and bite you in your vagina. That is the basis for all social policy in the Muslim world. It really is. It that, is. That's why they cover women because the guys, when they're horny and it's hot outside, they're gonna go to get you. They can't control themselves. It's, it's your fault. It is ultimately your fault. Now, I don't have a problem with a girl who's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna wear a hijab because that represents my culture and I'm proud. Like, that's one thing, but the whole, the idea that, like, you have to, I guess, like, the idea that of someone not having a choice of a woman not having a choice that disturbs me like that bothers me yeah a choice is like I go to a grocery store and it's Snickers or a payday (laughs) a choice isn't like get the Snickers or get your head cut off (laughs) (laughs) although it should be Uh, we've hit Amber's Saudi Arabia sweet spot again (laughs) I want to get a flamethrower and just like (laughs) the king's dead the king is dead. He is a sack of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fat, like a melted stick of butter. Just <laughs> little sausage fingers. Kill that person. <laughs> Give me the women. <laughs> I'm just fucking piss on his grave. <laughs> I saw an image today of a woman in Saudi Arabia who was lashed. 90 times. For being raped yeah because it was her fault somehow yeah. i don't yeah. know if maybe she wore mascara or maybe she made eye contact that day but like it and, and i'm not the thing is that kind of attitude is is carried to its extreme in places like that but there are there are less dramatic examples of that idea that it's a woman's fault if something bad happens. oh you can just look into our own military for that Oh, sure. I remember I used to write for the site called Take Part, and I interviewed a lot of women who were veterans who had been sexually assaulted. And it was crazy, the stories they told about, like, you know, it it was the same. I don't know. It kind of reminded me, actually, of what I said earlier, even though I didn't go through anything that extreme. Like, oh, I don't want to piss off my friends. I don't want people to think I'm a loser. I don't want people to think I'm just making trouble. Like, that's the worst thing you can do as a woman is to make trouble, is to make things unpleasant. That is not okay. Especially in a dominated society like that, when you're out there in the middle of the desert, you know, and it's all men. And whenever a, a woman actually, for a while now, I think it's actually improving now, but uh, for a while, whenever a woman would accuse someone, a military woman would accuse someone of raping her, or whatever, they would actually get rid of the woman, charge them. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of times they went to jail. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, there's a whole, um, I just saw a whole documentary on it that was. Fucking uh, just a nightmare. I wish it I affects could... morale negatively, and that's why you can't war. can't make people sad out yeah. there while they're killing folks. You yeah. can't make them sad. Any uh, uh, veteran female uh, officers or uh, people, you know, write in. Tell us about your stories. I'd like to hear it. I'd oh like yeah, it's episode. amazing. Yeah. Like talking to to female vets and hearing. First of all, like in in California, California has the highest concentration 
uh, female vets with PTSD uh, anywhere in the country. A woman with PTSD? She's burning everything down. (laughs) (laughs) She don't give a fuck. And a lot of the girls I talked to, or women I talked to, who had PTSD, um, it wasn't necessarily from warfare. Sometimes it was from dealing with sexual assault. I mean, it's a huge problem in the military. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's being, because there's, you know, there've been like documentaries and people are talking about it publicly. Now it's being, it's being brought out there. And I know there's a difference between sexual assault and catcalling. I get that. I totally get that. And I don't quite know what the definition of rape culture is. I hear people talking about rape culture. I don't, and I, don't I don't really know what it is, but I would say that there is a connection between in some way between somebody who thinks he can say whatever he wants to a gal on the street and she should like it and a guy who rapes a chick yeah. they're not the same guy necessarily no. but there's some kind of I, I don't know it's like a in, rat and a mouse yeah, yeah. gotta the, get rid of them both right but. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the same ballpark somehow yeah <laughs> sometimes catcalling can turn a little bit violent I was walking around the village and uh, this guy was like smile and I, I just kind of kept walking and then he was like you fucking bitch and just like screamed like while I just kept walking down the block and I was like I'm just walking man yeah but he's a mentally deficient dude I mean you gotta remember that it's like when I, you know, he was I a was teenager him and his buddies were all teenagers but Eddie he uh, might have been you, you say mentally deficient Eddie and uh, while I agree with you it also reminds me of like how what my parents used to say to me when people were racist to me in high school they were like they're just less than you you know don't yeah. even think about them but these are still people that we have to exist with right these are still people in society these are still voting people in the world these are people that could own like a small business that ends up running something someday. It could be politicians, a congressman. We have to figure out a way to how do we get how do we get to those people? Shoot them in the head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot uh, I remember when I was 13 years old. Again, this took place at Yankee Stadium. Um, no, we don't believe you. I swear Women, to God, you no can way. ask my mom. Are you still a Yankees fan? Yes. <laughs> That's so, the worst argument for the whole thing. I have to believe that hanging out with the Phillies is worse. But like, it's like, like you definitely get raped when you go to see a Phillies game. Oh, yeah, they but, have a prison in the stadium. They yeah. do have a prison in the stadium. They do. The baseball, they do. As a baseball do. place, too? I don't know. I the imagine. Football, yeah. So in, um, so, so I was sitting I remember sitting with my mom um so sitting there with my mom I was 13 she was 37 my little brother he's 10 at the time so we're all sitting there and I had you know I have like a g cup now and at the time I probably had like a c cup sizable for a 13 year old mm-hmm. and so this gentleman saw that and thought but that you were it was, still really short though I was still really short yes yeah, yeah just just to put the paint <laughs> picture for you to jerk off to later I was still really <laughs> short you know I'm trying short. to like, <laughs> make it okay for this guy I'm trying to be decent I was t- I mean you you wouldn't look at me and think I was 21 or something but yeah. regardless of what he did he all of a sudden I feel this, this is weird like girls have weird shit happened to us like um, this dude started caressing my hair like Ugh. pulling it trying to braid it and like massaging my head and I didn't know what was going on I was 13 years old so I turned this was before the dudes felt me up at Yankee Stadium so I turn around and I was like I'm I'm sorry, was my hair in your way? I'm in seventh grade. And I, I thought, and the first thing I thought was, I must have done something to get in this man's way. So I turn around, I'm like, I'm sorry, was my hair in your way? And he was like, it's so beautiful. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then he and his friend, he was like, oh, slap my hand, I'm sorry. Ugh. And then his friend just hustled him out of there. And they just like <laughs> did not come back with this game. But girls have stories like that. Like, I don't have any story of like, oh, I was raped by so-and-so or I was abused by by so-and-so but like we have stories like oh yeah this dude like definitely 
caressed my hair in public. Yeah, you know, like weird shit. And oh. we're supposed to put up with it. We're like, no, that's adorable. And I had a guy try to nab me when I was a kid one time. Really? really? Was he a priest? Oh, no yeah. way. No, he wasn't a priest. I was at uh, I was at the Coney Island Hot Dog in Miami, and I was playing a video game, and the guy just started talking to me. Uh, about the video game. He's like, oh, it's a great video game. It's a great video game. You know, I got, you know, so-and-so video games and stuff like that. Oh, and then my and then, uh, and then my father came over and he's like, hey, stop talking to my kid. And the guy fucking ran. Oh, my God. The guy Whoa. just like, high, just like sprinted out of there. At that time, Eddie, did you know what what the oh, I knew. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew. My dad was, you know, I knew my dad was big and scary. Yeah. That's weird. But if a woman was doing that, like if a girl was just talking to a kid, he would have never said that, right? Yeah, but you know, they, they fuck him too. Yeah. I've been <laughs> harassed by some gay guys before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've had a couple gay guys tell me that they want me to come on their face. No. Right. But you know what? That's a compliment. Some, that's I, that's really kind of how I took it, but now, <laughs> if I think about it in the whole grand scheme you of things. You can't let them get away with it too. Yeah, you know. You gotta, you know, where does it stop? Where does it start? Cat calling? Would you I, call that dog calling? Is that what that was? <laughs> I had a friend who was staying in a hostel in France, so you know it's going to be a problem. Trouble. Trouble. Uh. And she was alone, and you know it was a group room with women staying, and there were these two other women with her. Um, she didn't know them, but they just happened to be in there. And they both held her down and like tried to finger her, and she started screaming. And and she had a male companion who was in the boys' dorm, which was next door. So he broke into the room and like kicked these girls' ass. Like that shit happens. Whoa. People will say like, oh, you can't, you know, you can't rape a man, or like a woman can't rape a woman. But like that shit can happen. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. They yeah. just wanted to finger her. They just what well, like they aggress- just they just wanted, but to like finger. aggressively <laughs> finger, like ouch. Like oh it did God. not. It was not a comfortable experience. But what pleasure for did they get from it? From uh, I think fingering. it was. I think there was no pleasure. I think it was just like raping someone. Guys like to. I don't think it was any pleasure. To put things in things. Yeah. yeah. Well, these, well, were, this, all these chicks. were chicks. These were chicks. Oh, the chicks. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. But uh, I think the thing is that that rape isn't about pleasure necessarily. It is about power. That the ex- yeah. or or the pleasure that comes is not from having an orgasm. It's from knowing you violated somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have these rapists who do crazy shit like here's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like that's. That's illogical. Think about like Bill Cosby and shit like that. And it's just like, why is he a rapist? Can't he just like buy a prostitute? Because like, it's not about yeah, sex. Exactly. He wants to fucking hurt somebody. It's the yeah. power dynamic that he's obsessed with. Yeah. yeah like Go, his- come on, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? That yeah, that's what he sounds like. I put the drugs in the jello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jello all over your the bridge of your nose. <laughs> People still give him standing ovations. Oh yeah, he made a joke the other night. He was up in Canada and he made a joke that a woman got up to get a drink and he goes, "You should be careful about drinking about around me." And yeah. everybody was like, "Ha ha, that's so funny, Bill, go get him." And it's like this dude would rape your grandchild. He's like been, fuck you. He's been making those jokes for like 50 years. He loves it. Yeah. He loves the like. The he would whole, show it off. Yeah, he would definitely show it Which off. Which is the most socio thing I think you could do. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's trying to help women with their careers. That's really sick because they're just they just want to step ahead. I when I first moved to New York, I got a movie role and um, it was for a horror film that was going to shoot out in Jersey. And oh, I remember this. This is one of the first stories I think you've told me and yeah. then it's not okay, sorry. It's pretty this pretty crazy. <laughs> So I'm like all alone and I'm there on maybe the first week of shooting and he's like, 
I want to he's he's crazy on on a power trip the guy's never directed a movie he was a Wall Street banker that got kicked out of his job during the recession and then he used all of his severance pay to make a movie he's crazy can you stereotype Wall Street bankers as shitheads yeah yeah he's an absolute shithead Um, and so he one day just takes me to a Motel 6 way off a set and he was like we need to work on your character and so he he lays on the bed and he's like I want you to try on all the clothes you brought and I was like that's really uncomfortable and I would like but I was like very young and I wanted this opportunity and this movie and I was guaranteed it was going to be released and a big deal and I was like I don't want to get fired you know so I go and I put them on in the bathroom and come out and all the clothes he tells me he's like you look fat in that you look fat in that you don't look good in that why don't you get dressed in front of me and I was like I don't want to do that and he said "Uh, don't you want to be a good actress how about you get on the bed and do improvs with me and I was like get on the bed and do improv with you. I don't think that's a good idea. And um, I was like, I think you should leave. And then he called me a fat cunt. And uh, he fired me right then and there. And he slammed the door. And then um, a pizza came. We had ordered a pizza right before we went in there. And I just ate it alone in silence in the dark. <laughs> and that's what a piece there, of shit. That, that goes to show you also like how men always go to the fat thing first not yeah. all men but like yeah. how some men will go to the fat thing first like they're like you're fat and you're a cunt so you're fat so you're bigger than you're supposed to be mm. because you wouldn't let me rape you and also you're you're a not nice woman because you wouldn't let me rape you that's basically <laughs> what he was saying yeah hey I, let, let me just take this moment i think eddie you'll agree with me on this as Men, we'd like to apologize for anything uh, the mass market of penises have done but to offend. But then you guys oh, didn't I mean, do it. You're no, no, it deserves. No. We know. I, I wanna... never apologize for a fucking idiot. No, yeah. but I mean, it's it's we get lumped in there. We're supposed. <laughs> but no, you guys it. are different. Like you guys aren't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't I go into girls a... run from me on plural occasions. It's always, it's always so sad. I don't, go, sad. Like, I don't go into the world because I didn't have like an abusive daddy or an abusive uncle or whatever. Like I don't go into the world necessarily saying all men are shit. But I know some women who were abused by guys from when they were little kids and they think men suck and that's because their only experience with dudes has been like mm. horrible stuff. It's so like I my mom with black people. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been terrible. <laughs> he stole a carpet from me. That was my grandma. Used to be like he stole a carpet. I was like, who steals a carpet? You're yeah, that's like my dad with Indian people. He's like, you cannot trust them. <laughs> that one Indian. Yeah, I love men. Men are fantastic. I don't think all men are douchebags. They're yeah. great. Love them. Half women are horrible. But yeah, you know? women can be sure. horrible too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we can all be terrible people. The more and more, people. I don't know. The more and more I think about it, I just feel like er- women are so much more emotionally advanced, and th- that matters so. I don't much know if that's completely me. true. I don't know, but like mm-hmm. it happens to me all the time. Where I cried I'm like, during a little Wayne video. I don't know if I'm emotionally advanced. Oh, <laughs> oh, which one? Oh, teach me how to love. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Mm, Lil Wayne but I just feel like a lot of times like men we're just kind of like we just get behind on things we are like cavemen we are the inch markers on a ruler and women are like the millimeter markers <laughs> We they are so much more nuanced than we are we are the, the hammer and, and sickle whereas women are like the little like uh, incisor the little like blade and they get in there much much more nuanced Sina I respect what you're saying yeah and I feel like you eat a lot of pussy but ultimately <laughs> Uh, you know, I think I don't know. Maybe it evens out in the end. Like, I think it's. Yeah. I think it comes more down to what I was just talking about: is idiots and you know normal people. 
You know, it's just yeah. like, a lot of people are just fucking dumb. And that's those are the stories you hear. You never hear the story, which is what most of America is. is this guy woke up and he went to work and he was nice to 10 people and then he went home. That's not in the news. Yeah. You know, what's in the news is this guy got up and he went outside and he punched a dog and then he kicked a woman. And, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> like that makes the news. You know? So it's just. Yeah. Well, that's more interesting, right? Because that's different. Exactly. So and, uh, it's just like it's almost like, you know, I hate to like blame the media a little bit, but it's just like. You know, this like this instilled fear in us like makes us, you know, scared of any human interaction, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like and it's like and it's not like, you know, I mean, granted, these things do happen, but bad things happen everywhere. You know, and like and I'm not sticking up for cat column, but I am saying that, like, you know, bad things happen everywhere. And you and especially in a place like New York City, where I think is probably the uh, the capital of cat calling in the world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like it's we live in a dangerous place with a bunch of fucking horrible people. And, you know, that dangerous place also happens to be the coolest place in the world. Yeah. And so to me, it's almost like attacks, you know, because I run into shit all the time, too, you know, where people are just yelling at me on the street, you know, and it says those are the same guys that are catcalling, you know, and it's like it's like these people who don't have anywhere to go. A lot of them are homeless. A lot of them are on the verge of being homeless, you know, or aren't even allowed back in their house because they're so crazy, you know, that these are the people yelling at us and then. You know, it's more of just, you know, we, you know, I don't, I don't know how to solve the situation, yeah. but short of like putting them in homes, but it's just like dumb people will always keep reading much faster than smart people. And it's just like, that is the truth. There's that no way. so the truth. <laughs> it's like, wow. it's just like, it's just they like, love fucking. Oh my God. They're so stupid. Yeah. And you know, they, they're never going to, they're never going to get an abortion. They're never going to, they're never going to take the morning after pill. They're not going to do any, wear a condom. They're not going to fall down do the any, steps on purpose. And they're not going to do any get of this stuff. a hot poker in the pussy. And it's <laughs> like a lot of people say that the smartest parents never become parents because they're the, they're smart enough not to become parents. Yeah. You know? And so it's just, uh, you know, it's you, you got to get bound and you got to like figure out how to solve idiocy. Yeah, <laughs> which is impossible, right? It I mean, seems it's a, impossible. It's impossible. Like you know, and there's also there's different measures of idiocy. Like I think what you're talking about is not someone's IQ. I think you're talking about someone's recognition of social boundaries and yeah. someone's someone's concept of what respect is. So you're not talking about somebody who went to Harvard versus somebody who didn't. Yeah. But you're talking about somebody who understands when they hurt a person versus when they don't yeah. or they don't care. Crazy people. I mean, do you yeah. think well but do you think there are some people in this world who are just mean, who are just e- evil? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah, just they, they just want to like hurt people, and that's what a lot of this cat calling is. Is because you can't even fucking respond. Because when you respond, then you lose. Then they win. As soon as you give them anything, then they want to. Then they then they win because they just want to piss you off more than is it, they get two goals. One, take you home and fuck you. Second one, piss you off. Yeah. What so is, that, is that the solution? I want to hear from uh, Amber and Sarah. Is that is that kind of you? You do not say anything to the cat caller. I generally, if it's an, if it's what, it's up to the individual woman, but like for me, if I perceive it as nice and innocent, I will say hello or I'll say thank you and I'll keep going. If I perceive it as threatening or an attack and it's different for every woman, um, I'm going to keep going really fast and I'm not going to acknowledge it. Yeah. There's some, you know, nice cat calling out there. This oh, is sure. dude saying hello. I remember I was it was a beautiful day and I was walking down the street and two guys were sitting outside having coffee and one of his friends says, Hey, watch this and he looks at me and goes, Hi, how are you today? And I was like, I'm good, thank you and just kinda kept walking. 
Um, they expected me to be kind of pissed off, but I was like, I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> and they yeah. look kind of confused, but, you know, there's like... I wouldn't consider that catcalling or whatever. Yeah. You could be a nice. That's the brighter side of catcalling. <clears throat> yeah. Is you can be a nice person and say, hi, how are you? You look nice today. Lord knows I've done that. Or it's uh, like a woman definitely- so beautiful walking by. And it's like, hello, hi, I'm Ed. <laughs> it's just a, gre- a greeting. <laughs> like a, a greeting with, a, if you're going to talk to a stranger on the street or anywhere, it should be a greeting with no expectation of return. Yeah, yeah And absolutely. once you take the expectation away, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I and, have said yeah. to so many women in the city, I love your curls. It is over like, I love your shoes. Because I like shoes and I like curls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I feel very friendly about it. I feel like I'm non-threatening. I think that's pretty obvious if you've ever seen me. But yeah. at the same time, I uh, there is always something in the back of my head. It's like, well, what? where is the line for these people? And I think, Sarah, you bring up a good point of it is different for every woman. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I like, I like doing, I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. Oh, no, go ahead. You. I was saying, I like doing this. I have this one move I always do that I really love. And it's not like a catcalling thing. Yeah, it's more of like move. a misdirect. Yeah. It's like whenever like someone's wearing one of those stupid shirts where their shoulder like one shoulder's off I was like nice shoulder (laughs) (laughs) Ed's patented move gentlemen take a note if you want to get the good tat pussy compliment the shoulder oh no it's more of just like they think you're catcalling but you're really just making fun of their shirt yeah Eddie I know exactly what you're talking about I yeah. hate those shirts. I hate them too. They're like, they were so hip in the nineties. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do. It's like, especially if you're like a swimmer or something like that, you got like a really strong shoulder. Ooh, you know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. like show a real, that's like a right angle. You want to show it off? Yeah, show that's like off. a tough shoulder. I'm but like, wear like a spaghetti strap number or something. <laughs> but the single shoulder is kind of fun. I know, I know. I, I, I don't get I me mean, wrong. I mean, listen, my tits are too big. It looks real lopsided. I look real creepy when I try to do it, so I don't try to do it. But when a girl can pull it off, I'm always like. Like, oh yeah, yeah. single you, shoulder. You got to be very thin to pull that off because yeah. those shirts are very blousy, and if you've got a little bit of weight, you're gonna look like a marshmallow stuffed mm-hmm. in a bag of cotton. <laughs> <laughs> so good, thin ladies, thin <laughs> girls. There's, I, I think I was thinking earlier that there's a lot of stuff that um, happens to women that is invisible to men because guys don't do it around each other like guys like shitty guys won't try and assault a woman in front of other dudes unless the other dudes are shitty also you know what i mean like some shitty dude on the street isn't going to look at you guys and be like oh yeah they're gonna love this i'm gonna grab her titties yeah like you know he's gonna wait till nobody else is around and that's why the scariest thing for me is when I'm walking down the street and it's dark and it's just one dude coming towards me. Mm. Or if I'm that's walking down the street... scary for me too, though. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's that's just... Or yeah. if it's a it's a bunch of dudes. I don't like Hate walking it. through a tunnel of dudes. A, a I dude like tunnel. walking through a tunnel of dudes. No, like yeah. walking through a tunnel of dudes is always like a bad idea oh, for yeah. any human. I'll it's a bad idea for a dog. Yeah, oh, you sure. know, like, <laughs> <laughs> And dudes are shitty to other dudes. Like, my boyfriend is, uh, he's a little bit shorter, and um, he gets people try to fight him in bars sometimes just because he's like a little shorter guy. Not short, he's not a, yeah. a midget, but, you know, he's a couple inches shorter than me. And dudes will try to take a swing at him. No, it's great. Andrew Short was on here when we when we did our episode about short people talking about how he gets picked on a lot yeah. in bars. And that used, it's weird because when I was younger, I used to get picked on a lot because I was big. Mm-hmm. And people were always trying to prove something by beating me up. And they didn't ever really work out for them 
too well. But uh, <laughs> but now that I'm older, no one ever fucks with me, ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I got picked on as well. It wasn't so much like the picking on as much as they would play catch with my body. <laughs> <laughs> Just like skip the verbal abuse right to let's play catch. Yeah, but that was probably fun for them. I, <laughs> I remember hanging out with somebody who was really like big and tall and seeing how differential people were like oh, yeah. seeing how if they bumped into him they'd be like oh, I'm so sorry and it was so interesting it was so different from how they would act towards a man of their own size yeah that's like when they when uh what was it uh Ben Kissel was a that's a, a bouncer <laughs> Oh yeah! Right. What bar was he a bouncer at? He a was cabin. A, a cab. Exactly. A cabin. He was a cabin, and I would go there just to go hang out with Kissel. And then I would see these people just be like, "Oh, here's my ID, sir." And I'd be like, "You should just punch him in the fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just walk in, tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> what are you even showing this asshole your ID for?" <laughs> and he's like, "See, the people respect me here." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> So how did we beat it? How do you stop catcalling? I don't have any fucking no, answers. You brought it up. We brought it up earlier, guys. I think it's culture. I think we're doing yeah. it. The, the tide is changing with the way we deal with uh, male and female issues. Teach it show. in schools. Yeah, teach Weed it in schools. Out, you know, teach, just like, teach your just sons. Like there. Teach them at home. Like, uh, you know, call each other out and be like, hey, man, you shouldn't do, like, maybe don't do that. Yeah. You it, know. It may sound corny, but I think everyone listening to the show should at least have a conversation with at least one person about catcalling calling right about how um that interaction can work and just having that conversation i think moves the dial forward yeah yeah i've been catcalling men recently oh like if i see a dude on the street walking i'll be like you better cover that up you might get raped (laughs) (laughs) you're asking for it with that hoodie i've just been raping dudes that's that's more the malcolm x approach to (laughs) (laughs) you know everybody needs a malcolm and a martin there you go <laughs> what are um what are some uh some advice to some ladies on situations that aren't uh, that aren't necessarily catcalling and maybe situations that are catcalling? Oh, if it's like a little bit like a if you trust your instincts, your instinct is the biggest blessing you have, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of people are taught to not trust their instincts. But if you feel danger, danger, get out of here, get out of there. Or if you feel danger, danger, stick up for yourself and yell at this this person, then run do it just follow your instincts oh absolutely i think don't worry about being embarrassed don't worry about embarrassing somebody else like i you know in my situation that i spoke about earlier if i could do it over again i would have yelled <laughs> i would have said something yeah. i wouldn't have worried like oh my god what if it's rude? Like, say something, you know, like, stand up for yourself. And it doesn't mean being fighty with somebody. It just Mm -hmm. means make a loud noise is the ultimate message I have for anyone. And every time something like this happens and you choose the right choice, right, to follow your instincts, you grow as a person and you become stronger. You become more confident. The next time that happens to you, the next time you're in that that situation, it's going to be that much easier. And you inspire other people, too. Like, when I hear about women who stand up for themselves or who do certain things, even... This is silly, but even asking for more money at work, things like that. I'm just like, oh, I didn't even that didn't even occur to me that I could ask for more money for this book deal or at this job or at this gig or whatever. And so when you do that shit and you're public about it, like it it inspires other people. It does. I used to work at a restaurant and the manager put his hand under my 
skirt and he's like if you tell anybody it was called employees only by the way in New York City oh wow and it's a very posh expensive place to go don't ever go there because everybody's a piece of shit that works there <laughs> but I quit no no I, they were going to fire me for something else and I said um, if you fire me I am going to sue you so <laughs> I stayed there for like another two weeks to save up money and I just fucking quit I just left yeah, anyways they're probably well that's a pretty bad yeah. Yelp review yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the worst Yelp review possible and yeah. I, I like it they do they harass all the women there that work there if you have a if they find out you have a yeast infection somehow they'll give you a clove of garlic and be like you go put this in your pussy that's like a rampant problem not the yeast infection bit <laughs> but like in the service industry especially women are expected to just take it like that's yeah. the worst like waitresses and, and counter help absolutely we were good over at the um, at the poorhouse about it at least I was whenever I was that's working that's cause you're a good fucking person you know we wouldn't stand for it over there and that was a yeah. you know so if you wanna you know even go though, to the poorhouse go to the poorhouse yeah. even though the girls are dressed down a little bit they're uh, they're taken care of by uh, the people who work there and they make sure that they are uh not being harassed. Ed, awesome. you're going to be the best dad and husband. Not going to be a dad or a husband. <laughs> yes, you likely. are. All right, well, that's a different... I'm going to marry you and give you a baby. Tina's going to marry you and get pregnant. <laughs> Sam, how do you... Uh, I've got to diffuse this for me. <laughs> <laughs> <The>, uh... <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Sam, how do you get past it whenever you get in a situation? We haven't heard... Uh... I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been working in the service industry on and off since I was... Used to 13. work with those fucking lunatic, those third shift lunatics. Yeah, um, I used to work third shift at a bar. Third shift means uh, if you're not from Wisconsin, that means people who get off of work at seven a.m. Six in the morning, and uh, bars in Wisconsin only have to be closed from two thirty in the morning until six a.m. You can reopen at six, and then you're open the rest of the day. Um, so it's people getting drunk, and they're just weird people. The people that work overnight get weird damaged humans yeah they get they it, it's just not all, normal it's, it's not, not normal to only be awake when it's dark outside yeah, so you're gonna get start weird. drinking at 6 a.m yeah so i mean for the most part third shift people are really nice and just a little odd mm-hmm. um but i i definitely encountered catcalling and inappropriate touching and you know like people stepping over boundaries because now, happen, alcohol is involved did it happen in small town wisconsin as much as it happens here or like how much oh, yeah. is it yeah, yeah? it was mm-hmm. still something that went down and yeah i mean i was fortunate i always worked in environments where um either the owners or other bartenders or you know people were there to look out for yeah. me because i started bartending when i was 18 years old mm-hmm. so yeah. i was very young and really naive to you know like what alcohol does to people and yeah. how inappropriate people can be um so yeah i'd say overall my experiences were good um because as soon as if i wasn't able to deal with a situation someone was always there to step in what's a good way to, what's a good way um that you found to diffuse a situation where that you don't want to be in as far as like, oh, telling a dude to go fuck off just leave yeah. you, ju- you, you either just walk away especially at a bar because mm-hmm. you know you're kind of trapped behind the bar you just walk away from the person if they continue you know then then it's it's easier to joke it off yeah. a little bit to just you know make light of the situation until you can get them diffused enough to get them out the door yeah so it's mm. yeah, a lot of diffusing a situation is a, as a female is just getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, or make a joke of it. You know, just be like, "Haha, you have tiny nuts." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, "I'm gonna fuck you," and you're like, "I gotta go, zippity doo dah." <laughs> yeah, yes. What about uh, men who are uh, 
borderline, you know, like sometimes you need to get a couple drinks in them and they say the wrong thing. What's a good, uh, how do you know when it's a good time to find, like you can, you know, if you're at a bar mm-hmm. and we're all at a bar for a reason, to meet people, to socialize and have a good time. And so if you want to hit on a girl at a bar, when is a good time for you to know, other than, you know, if a girl is being coy, not if she tells you to go fuck yourself and get out of here, you know, obviously you leave then. But like, what's a good way for a guy to not like uh, take it to the next level? And uh, if she's looking around a lot, if she's not making enough eye contact with you, if she's looking around a lot, that's a good cue. If her girlfriend is sticking really close to her and they're kind of looking at each other and giggling and talking, they're probably you know they could be giggling and talking about you. Mm-hmm. You could be the problem that they're making fun of. Um, that's not a good position to be in. If there are nonverbal obvious signs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you're a loser, if she's inching away, yeah. if she um is is looking at her watch if she's checking her phone like those are all examples of you know she's not that into you and if she really wants to pursue you she will pursue you so you should back off i find yeah. it's always good to have the the lady touch you first you know yeah. like her let her put her hand on your arm or something and like do the first you know the first physical touch is always a good way to absolutely. go absolutely if you see her leaning i remember one time I was at a uh, uh, fucking comics, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a, oh, a comedy comics. club. Yeah, with an X. Oh, with an X. And, yeah, yeah. Comics yeah. with an X in New York City. 9th and, and 14th. Now it's an empty space. Yeah. Yes. There was a dude who was hitting on me, and my boyfriend at the time thought it was funny, and so did my friends at the time. And so they were watching as this dude was sitting next to me, inching closer to me, and I was inching farther away, and it was cracking them up. <laughs> it is kind of funny. And like... If you notice a girl is actively moving away from you, that is a great, great indication that she doesn't want to fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And also, girls usually don't like guys who are blackout drunk. And so, no, <laughs> so maybe no, not a good rule of thumb. If you're blackout drunk, just no, you know, Eddie, maybe go Eddie, home. Eddie, I am super suave when I'm blackout drunk. Super suave. You know, obviously, your decision making isn't, you know, I've been guilty of that as well. But, you know, if you want to go out and you want to hit on chicks, don't take shots all night. Listen, girls love it when you fall asleep in their pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's their favorite. It's, it's like nurturing. comfort. Yeah, it's nurturing. Sweet. They it's want sweet. you back inside. It's like, what's this inside me? It's a limp penis. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. It's got to be really hard for dudes, though, because you're supposed to like be aggressive and be suave and like make the first move, but you also don't want to be a fucking rapist with your words you know yeah like, I, how do you do it i have forever well, it's difficult i don't yeah. know about you eddie but <laughs> i've never been able to like play the game i've only been able to be with women that are pretty straightforward and, and strong right and they just like s- yeah. speak their mind i've never been able to like all the girls that i've ever played like the hard to get thing i'm just like listen i, I this is way above me i have yeah. absolutely no idea my pay grade. listen let's get a pizza my pants are down i'm ready to rock and roll we could talk we could cuddle i'll just take more close off whatever you want to do really at this yeah. point well sometimes you know one of the most attractive things about a man can be his uh uh, willingness to be persistent yeah. you know it's like lord knows there's been uh, a couple of ladies that I've gotten with that I broke down over time you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know they don't hate me but sometimes we like to, we like the chase sometimes too I mean sometimes yeah, it's course. exciting to have to make that fucking effort and be like Ugh. I mean it, it depends I mean like I have um, I feel like girls who were 
always beautiful are like he needs to come to me and he needs to do this and he needs to do that but for people like me who didn't get beautiful until we were older um i think we're more like yeah i'll chase it that sounds fun like you know i was definitely very ugly in ninth grade so Mm -hmm. i'm prepared to make the effort it's really it's interesting to see the difference but i do have some like beautiful girlfriends who are just like if he doesn't make this much money or he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that i'm not interested and i'm like how are you so privileged well they're like a they have a hard life because they're like a show pony yeah you know like you're supposed to look a certain way breed you've got to breed more show ponies Mm -hmm. and if you don't you get shot in the face (laughs) (laughs) oh like little house on the prairie when paul had to kill the horse yeah (laughs) i think that's the perfect thing to end the show on Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming to hang out. Thank you. This was awesome, you guys. In the Casa with Sarah Benancasa, and you have a couple um, novels out. I do. I have Agora Fabulous, which is a memoir about being a crazy bitch. And then I have Great, which is about two girls in love. That's wonderful. And uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, I'm at Sarah J. Benancasa on Twitter. Oh, okay. Mm. And it's a great Twitter. It's really a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Cena. I have a shitty Twitter, at SJ Good. Yeah, I have a shitty one too at one next set Amber's is really good oh, yeah you is? say funny things yeah. Ooh, Amber, Amber smells I've been trying funny. to step it up lately same I've been trying to like say things like comment on things but it's like I, I had one today that was like oh I love that Kenny G movie American Piper all right guys this has been the brighter side hey please uh go on to itunes and give us a review if you like the show uh the more reviews we get the more people are get exposed to our show and the the more fun we can have doing this show for you guys for free sign up for the facebook group that's popping off all the time now absolutely yeah. no it's uh it's growing it's growing we're having a good time and you know let's post some nice stuff up there and make each other feel good about ourselves yeah post your favorite music whatever made you happy that day put it on the wall post your stories if you have ideas for this show as well we'd love to hear them we've already had a couple people do that and it's really great what's the URL guys is it facebook.com slash the brighter side I think so I don't know how that works (laughs) if you if you open your laptop and start thinking about the brighter side you will get there I appreciate and I will be happy for it All right, uh, coming up uh, taking us out today is this uh Two girl, uh, one cup. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry, two girl, one pup. They just like <laughs> just do it on a dog. <laughs> it, uh, it's a two girl group. They're kind of they remind me of the Black Keys and the White Stripes. They're fucking cool. They're called Deep Valley, D E A P Valley. Uh, the album's called Sistronics, and we are listening to a song called Walk of Shame. All right, guys, we love you. Thanks for coming in. And please don't harass these poor ladies. They got it hard enough bleeding out every month and having kids and fucking, you know, like not getting paid that much and all that other shit. So don't yell at them, too. You know, it's hard enough just to be a woman rather than just take abuse from a man all day. And you know what I've learned is you you don't hit them. You don't. You can't hit them. Yeah, amen. (laughs) So bad. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. 
I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.